Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. The big show, it continues. There are some snowballs that can't be stopped when they're gaining momentum coming down a hill, as this show is. Paulie, what's happening, brother? Josh? Yes. What's So we've all been kind of breaking. Um, I was in uh, Vancouver uh, with Robin. Uh, shooting a movie, and I also have a new business that I'm um, eager to to launch and get going, and I wanted to learn more about. So I took some classes on roasting coffee. I'm going to open up a very small boutique online coffee business with uh, the potential maybe to open up some storefronts, and I'm going to raise money uh, to find a cure for breast cancer for my mom. Um, so uh, I'm trying to figure out some things that would be interesting for me to do. Um, I've looked at a few different ideas, and the reason why I like this one is because I get to travel all over the place and buy the beans. So I like that. I like the idea of traveling to South America. You're big into like high end, like really fancy beans. Like everybody says that the coffee you brought in was like rock cocaine. Like it got them all jacked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Whatever that was. I got the mojo potato. (laughs) Are you a coffee guy? No, I've never drank coffee. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine you on coffee, Josh. No, I can't either. Yeah. I immediately poop, and then I'm just completely, I'm completely wired. It just runs right through me, and then I'm completely wired. I've tried it once or twice. Don't ignore the bean. That should be the name of your... Oh, I get it. Yeah. When you end Don't there, ignore sure. the bean. That should be the name of your show. Your uh, storefront. <laughs> You're sure you don't want to go with, no, I'm not Alec? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah so I, I so was, you, got, you got some reports. Uh, I was on, I was on uh, Facebook last night, and someone I don't know posted, I'm waiting on Alec Baldwin tonight. <laughs> And so I was like, first of all, mad that Alec didn't invite me. Yeah, I mean, how rude. Right. Yeah, but second of all. And it was in the same restaurant. All I could think of was someone thinks Daniel's Alec. (laughs) Well, well, what's great about that is that um, it upset me because I thought, you know, he could have picked up my tab. You know, I mean, if he he was ironically in the same restaurant I ate at. Yeah. Which is so weird because he's not living up here right now. So that was crazy. Uh, Steven is in town uh, uh, and, and he... I, I don't think he's listening to the show, but if he is, thanks for the call, guy. <laughs> so, so Stephen goes. My sister Beth rents this um, uh, this camp on this little lake, uh, and uh, and she, then all the family comes out. So my her daughter Jessica camp comes out with her four kids, and they're all within one day projectile vomiting, and they get everyone <gasps> sick. And they're like, "Well, you can come out if you want to." I said, "No, I'm not coming out. I'm not bringing my kids out to get sick and bring that back into my house." So. Instead of Jessica leaving with the kids so that everybody else could come out, she stays there with all the kids and everything. I guess they were they were uh, immovable. So uh, yeah, they're all out there, and Stephen's out there with his wife. And uh, you know, I don't know if Justin's coming in for this one or not. I'm sure, he's on his way. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got to be there, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. He's projectile vomiting mm-hmm. all over <laughs> all over Haley. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. What happened to the show? <laughs> what happened We've been to the gone show? for a We've week. Been gone a week. I'm, so, I'm still sleeping. 
Well, I have to go, so let's go through the calendar then. So we're going to do the show today, and we're going to do the show tomorrow. And then tomorrow, right from the show, I drive up to, to Toronto to do a film up there. And I am going to be gone the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. So I'll be back to do the show uh, on Wednesday the 1st, I believe. So we'll do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and get going. So we got to cool. talk. We have to. This is something that must take place. Now, you you tell me how I'm supposed to do this, Josh. So you're pretty much the producer of the great K-Rock show yourself. Is that is that? Yeah, I run the whole thing. I'm, I'm a control freak all, right? like that. Yeah. Okay. So on this show. I mean, I've got, obviously, Cody does stuff and Right, but you're help, the but... decision maker about content sure, and what sure, goes on sure. the show. You're yeah. the producer. Sure. Okay. So on this show, Paulie is the producer of the show. So <laughs> he refuses to accept that he's the producer of this show. Isn't that your title for this show? Are you not the? Are you not the? Dude, we got a producer, Levitard, and then and, and your and your friend over on Levitard show. This chick, you and her are really good friends now. And I am. Are you the, not identifying yourself as the producer of this show to that producer of that show? No, the young I, producer I, who I, gets I, it. The young producer Forrest who gets it. He's throwing me under the wow. bus. Did you hear Forrest? <laughs> the oh. young That's what the they young said. Producer who gets That's what they it. said. I'm quoting the Levitard show. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Swinging Forrest. it around the room over here. On the I Monday. am the operations manager of the whole radio. <laughs> okay, but on this show, are you not the producer of this show? No, Joe Salzone was. What? And then we Joe moved. Salzone's on the Parrot Show in the morning. I know now. we moved him, and I have to hire a new producer. So you're not the producer of the show. I can be. Do you want me to be? Oh my God! Did you take credit for being the producer of the show when they were no, talking about you on I'm, national feeds? They claimed I was. They got Are you kidding me with this guy right now? Or did he? I'd rather be the co-host and just sit here and laugh okay. at your. You'd rather be the host show. and you're the co-host of the Danny right, Baldwin so, show. Okay. You are the producer of the show. That is how you were identified to me, and that and that is what I was told. And you accepted that role. Are you the producer okay, of the yes, show now? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay, so you are? Yes. Oh, good. Then I can go to you to get to Ed. So uh, <laughs> the the question is, what are we going to do? What's go, this is gonna, we, we could heat the, this up so bad with different things that we could do right now. Uh, I, I heard, I saw, I saw Tim. <laughs> I saw Tim at Wegmans. Uh, the engineer? Tim, oh, engineer Tim, Tim yeah, yeah, gotcha. Engineer, who told me a couple of weeks ago, yeah, we're already getting some numbers about knocking this wall out and you know and making the studio bigger and Ed's looking at it. But what do we got to do? What, what do I got to do? I got to send you know the, the special care package over. What do we got to do to tip the great one? I mean, he's he's teetering. You know what I mean? And 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 he he's a content guy. He's a maverick in the business. He I, loves I, the national attention it's getting. Co- we were blowing up, but you got to respond to that type of opportunity. You can't wait 30 more days. We got to keep teasing it. And trying to keep this alive on Twitter, as, as you both warned me, is exhausting. exhausting. I mean, so you're saying to me, why are you responding? Well, because I'm trying to keep the ball up in the air a little bit. Yeah. So we can let hit a lull and then snipe them, which I'm not going to go into my plans on mm-hmm. how to snipe these guys. But if you think they can do a show... That all they do is rank out on people with very little intelligence at all, in my opinion. Dad of Miami out of a hotel. We're at ESPN studio here in Syracuse. We absolutely could do this show and get some people's attention that want to launch this show nationally. How do we reach the great one? Is this, a, you know, you get your suit on and you take them Ed out to- listen to me. You're the producer, man. 
You're the producer of the show. He's still Polly at the end of the day. He's, at the end of the day. Yeah, he might have a fancy title, at, but he's At the end of the day, Paul. I'm taking this piano and strapping <laughs> it on my back, yeah. aren't I? Thank you. Jeez. All right, so then what's the advice? What did Levitard say anything about Daniel? What we, we, we yes. What did he say? He, it was Last mainly week, Stu right? Gatz. Stu Gatz was mainly the one who was saying Stu Gatz so. was the one who got, went on Golik and Wingo, and he got all... Well, he, he basically said, who the hell does he think he is? He's an awful actor. The only reason he has a show is because of his brother. So yeah. Stugatz gets back in the studio Monday. Dan's not here. And then what yes. is, he what said happens? He went on Golik and Wingo and basically went on a rant about Dan. Right, about, he heard right, that. We know, we know that part. But yeah. what was interesting about that was, and I just kept sending him photographs of the movie covers that I've done that have made over. Yes, o- I saw that. Only yeah. ones that have made over $50 million. Mm-hmm. I sent him 20 of them, I think. So... Uh, but but I've never done anything in my career, and I would never have this without Alec and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this is the, the interesting thing is when it got to Golik and Wingo is when I got a little upset about it, and I'll tell you why. Because they sent the cake. I got, and I'm not going to share these, but I got private messages from the show, mm-hmm. from Levitard's show. Yeah. Uh, and we were running with this. This was a, a fun gag. We were all, both being serviced, both our shows. Um, they have a wish list, a bucket list of having Alec on the show. My, I've stuck to my gun saying, well, listen, we would consider doing your show, but we would do your show as a co-live feed. We would have to be in our studio doing our show. We're on at the same time. That would be the only way I would do it. I would never go. Now, I would go on Golik and Wingo mm-hmm. and destroy them if given the opportunity. And so I've reached out to them too. The problem is, is that... Um, I'm not quite sure how all that's supposed to take take place. It, it, it's different. If, so, so let me explain. If I do a, a TV series for NBC, and then I want to go on the NBC talk shows, NBC calls the talk show and says, put them on. You know what I mean? Because we're promoting something within. So I guess I logically assumed we're ESPN. Go look at Wingo as ESPN. Ed can get on the phone or Paulie can get on the phone and call someone and say, at least, hey, would you be interested? But that's, I guess, not the case. These are all independent things going on. Is that? Yeah, we're we're the low man on the totem pole in the world of ESPN. Well, right? no, I, I, I get that. But at the same time, um, take me to, so size of market, we're um, smaller than Buffalo, we're smaller than a lot of places that are that are near us. How many times do you see... Golick tweet an open Twitter that it was crappy the shade they threw at us and ball and then I wrote back hey man you should have heard what they said he goes no 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 I'm supporting you so that's on open Twitter that's on a private message to me from Mike mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me so <clears throat> with that said um, it may be a small exception to it because Alec got me the job here he called Ed uh, <laughs> that, that is the yeah. weirdest that thing. is the like why yeah. well, well this this was the, the what was what was interesting and let me let me go back to what Forrest was saying what was interesting about it was it started as this rant which they lied about on Golik and Wingo uh, uh, Stugatz lied he said yeah we were talking about Alec being on the bucket list no you weren't you were talking about Haley and Justin Bieber and their engagement or something and then it sprawled into this monologue of hate about my brother Billy looks like he's sedated, that Daniel's the fat one, that blah, blah. Then they sent the, the uh, look, I, apparently I thought it was an olive branch, the the funny picture. It and, was. Right. But then Stu Gatz goes on Golik and Wingo, which is a much bigger show than than uh, Levitard show. Much bigger in, 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 in viewership. It's a TV show. It's a legit thing. Um, and, and buries me. This Who the hell do I think I am? So you know, and and it's funny that didn't bother me. 
that bad that he did that. What bothered me is that I thought this was a kind of a game. It was it was really mean spirited what he said. Well, they made it clear that that Stu Gotts went rogue. I mean, yeah. Levitard yeah. wanted it over. He sent the cake to you. Yeah. The nut. He sent the note. It was a joke. Ha ha. Private message. And then Stu Gotts goes rogue. Well, he's not even in town. He was up here somewhere vacationing. He's Lake George. Right. And then but, he but, comes back on Monday and they yell at Stu Gotts. Yeah. But I, I guess I guess when you. Um, um, and I've seen this happen before with competing TV shows. When you're in the same time slot, like we were on Homicide, when I was on Homicide, we were on uh, Friday night against uh, Mulder and... Um, X-Files. X-Files. Okay, now that was a very popular show, and they were beating us uh, in the ratings. And so, you know, you want to beat the show in your time slot. So... You know, we would we would throw stuff at each other a little bit. Duchovny and I, you know, we 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 actually liked each other and we and we got along. But I threw some stuff at him, like, well, I mean, if you want to watch that show, the make believe show, or you want to watch real what really happens with the detective, and so we we but we didn't really go at it. This if we were competing with Lebetard, which we really aren't, we're, we're on instead of him. We're not competing with him for national attention. Why would you? do what they did so for for me it, it became personal it, it it was a personal affront from this guy but what's more interesting is is when i open up his imdb and he's got you know tampon commercials listed as you know as his credits versus being several seasons on a primetime television series i don't think when you're not from that world you realize that when a film that you're in Makes five hundred million dollars and win and gets nominated for thirteen Oscars. Or when you're on a primetime TV series that fifteen million people watch for one hour once a week, that's more viewership than they'll have in five years. I mean, it's like it's like a lot. It's like a, a big number comparatively. And maybe they don't get that, and that's okay. Because I'm, I, I mean, I'm not that upset about it. I just think that. What what's the the need? Like I I went back and wanted to listen to their show because I've never really heard much of their show, and I went back and like I said I was I was so taken aback by the disrespect. Have you ever heard the clip with Jay Billis? Yeah. Oh man, they went after him. They and Jay hung up. He's like, hey guys, I don't want to do this. I'm off. But the one that got me worse because I know him and I've met him several times. I just saw him when we were at um, Barclays was uh, Vitel and and uh, and they. They got Dick Vitale at eighty something years old, so upset. He was like, you could hear him. He was like, he, he was so frustrated, and he was yelling. And I thought, why would you do that to Dick Vitale? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why? He, why? But I mean, I guess that's part of their show. So I think we gotta sit back, like I said, we gotta get some dry powder. We want to get our muskets really, really ready, and then I think we just. Blow them out of the water with 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 a move, and I got some ideas. I, some I ideas. think the end game should be to get them up here. Why so, would they come up here? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I think you're. I think listen. I think the reality of it is they're not going to come up here unless Miami's playing Syracuse, and we could figure something out like that. But they're probably more looking for us going down there, and and we're both on ESPN, which would but we're. Alec is never going to go down and do cheese face cheese face show. Cheesecake head, cheesecake head, whatever. Cheesecake, cheesecake face. 
I think he's Cheesecake Face. So he's never going to go down and do it. For what? He's got Mission Impossible coming out. He doesn't have a big enough viewership. You know, you got to understand that if Alec does the Tonight Show or does the Late Night Show or whatever, that's three million people going to watch it. What's, that's Levitard for a month. So what's the plus for him to go? It's a big plus for Levitard to have Alec on the show, I'm sure. Um, but I don't see the plus. But the reality of... Him broadcasting or, or telecasting, or broadcasting rather, while we're broadcasting and all of us having this debate on the sh- uh, uh, and, and going at it via radio mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense because we could get Alec on here and we could listen to Let's Do Gots do what I'm sure he's going to do and he's going to go off and say how how much the Baldwins suck and blah, 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 blah. blah. No, whatever happens is the second <laughs> you have Alec on the line, they buckle. They completely, oh, Alec, Alec, oh my God. You know, I, I, I think that um, we need to get the great one. We need to have a production meeting. When is the great one back? Is he Next leer- week. is he leering somewhere? Monday. Where's he leering out to right now? He's been all over the place. I think he's in DC this week. He's global. He's global. He's go- oh, he's down in DC taking care of some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a guy. High level the- meetings. He, he, he FCC. Yes, mm-hmm. that's kind of high. Yeah, he got. He's got. He calls up and the head of the whole FCC goes, "Come on down." Come on down. <laughs> I want to talk to come you. Come on down. What do you got? Why don't we uh, take a break? Come back and do some. So what? Forrest, you got a so what ready? Or has Josh got it? Josh got it. Josh has got it. I got it. Wow. Swing over the fences. We'll be right back with more. Providing you with the latest sports news, commentary, and analysis. Plus compromising photos of people we don't like. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. (laughs) You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. First up in your so what... To Seth Goldberg didn't do his job. Yeah. There's surprise, supposed surprise. to be a Mets liner in. in. Now, let me ask you a question because, again, I've been here a while and I've picked up a lot of this stuff, but why does that. There's there's um, my ex um, will time to time do things, and my sponsor in AA says to me, I go, you know, I can't believe she. And he goes, why do you say that? She does the same stuff every time. So why do you act so surprised? Yeah, I'm not surprised that Seth anymore, doesn't yeah. do something you ask him to do. Because all I ever hear from you guys is that he doesn't do what you ask him to do. He doesn't. So, he doesn't do a damn thing. I don't know what he does in here. He just sits in here and listens to podcasts. I don't know what he's doing all day. Well, is he is he still a um uh, an on microphone personality? No, not, to, not till football season yeah. starts. So he's got what about him and, and Fonte? Aren't they? They aren't do they, the SU aren't they buddies? Show and there's no SU sports right now. So when football comes back, so he's gone. So Seth's gone. He's just sitting here playing with his putt all day. Wow, that's he's, strong. He's got less work to do than anybody than in this anybody building. Anybody. Then Neil is busier. Well, than... what are his responsibilities <laughs> that he should be doing? Uh, the Mets promo, the Axe promo. Does he does he sit in with Axe? I called into Axe the other day and talked to him on the show. I like his show. Yeah, I like Brent. He's off for two weeks now. He's gone. He's gone too. That one's just going, huh? When's it going to heat up again? Before we get into so what? When's it going to heat up again? When's it like like end of August or? Yeah, once the fair starts rolling in, then football. What are the dates of the fair? When the fair the the end of August football seasons. Your fair weather friend. Mm -hmm. First game's the thirty first of August. Yeah, so there you go. Then you'll be talking. Football hoops. We'll be national by then. Neil's love life. All <laughs> should I hit, should I replay the open? No, we'll do a no, so. What. Let's do it. We're playing so. What jockey Victor Espinoza has been hurt while his horse Bobby Abu Dhabi died during a workout. 
What? So he's riding his horse. This is Victor Espinoza. He uh, has a spinal injury now because his horse well, was training, had a fatal heart attack during a workout, died underneath him. He was thrown off the horse, and he hurt his back. Wow, that happened to Charlie Sheen in a hotel room once, I think. <laughs> hey! Hey now! Uh, wow, that's terrifying. Not a so what because he got hurt, but it's kind of like a... Well, not a so what because the horse died. The horse has died. I just like the name Bobby Abu Dhabi. I don't know why I like that so much. Yeah, really... Bobby Abu Dhabi is money. He fractured a vertebra, Ray. Yeah, is, 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 he, is he going to recover? Or? Yeah, he'll be fine, but the horse died while he was riding it. Wow. He's the Black Widow. Of Checks in now. at uh, a height of five foot two and was once on uh, Dancing with the Stars and won the SB for Best Jockey. Well, didn't he just win? Isn't he the one that rode the, rode the Triple Crown winner? Is that him? I don't know. No, that I, wasn't him. I don't think it was. He's not a Triple Crown guy? He has, but it was uh, the the one a couple years ago. Not right. This past That's a, oh, no, I'm not saying this past, but he's. Won, I think he won the Triple Crown once, Espinosa. Yes. Uh, all right, so not a so what. Not a so what. I hope, uh, I'm going to see if Neil has some more info on this, but what I know is that, is it Noah Syndergaard from yes. the Mets? Yes, yes. This is weird. Noah Syndergaard has now been added to what is the, probably the most expensive disabled list in the in the baseball, in, in Major League Baseball. The Mets have yep. this super expensive disabled list, all these guys who are out. Noah Syndergaard was diagnosed with hand, <laughs> foot, and mouth disease. Hoof and mouth? I, I get what is it? He's it's on the not 10 as day bad disabled as it sounds. List. Again, that's a Charlie Sheen related <laughs> story. Hello. It's it's not as bad as it sounds. Kids get it, I guess. I read up on this, and he got it from working at a camp over All Star break. The ailment is more common uh, with children than adults. It's ca- caused by the Coxsackie virus A16 oh. and Enterovirus 71. Uh. Okay, you got to make a choice. It's either or. It's not Kuxaki. It's got to be one or the other. He's out for 10 days, but right now, I don't know the number, but the Mets disabled list is in the million. 40 million. Yeah, 40 million dollars. I saw a picture of him with like some model sticking her fingers in his mouth that's while he was why. at a Ranger game, and I'm like, that has to be where he got the that's mouth. That's why you're going to get sick. Yeah. I don't what? think it's literally caused by something in your mouth. You know what? If you want to get the cocksacky, <laughs> you want you want to date a model, man. That's all I'm saying. That's uh, all I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's such a <laughs> weird name for a disease. It sure is. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Uh, I've heard venereal diseases that are less descriptive as this one. <laughs> Where's it itch? Right on your chin. <laughs> Still in baseball news. <laughs> When Chicago Cubs first base coach Will Venable tossed a ball to a young fan seated in the first this row, is messed up. the ball got away from that fan, rolled under the seats, and a middle-aged man in the second row grabbed the baseball and gleefully handed it to the woman next to him. Thankfully, the Cubs took notice of these fans' behaviors and went and got the kid another ball. I saw the picture of the kid. He was really happy. He got two baseballs, I think, they gave him at yeah. the end. But he throws it to the kid, and the kid bobbles it. It goes to the kid's left under the seat. And the guy in the row behind him, a little higher, bends down and grabs the ball. And the kid's scrambling, trying to find the ball. How did the stadium, they should have showed that in the stadium, thing and just crushed the, the guy who took the oh, ball. Oh, God, yeah. it was all over TV. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. What a douche. How do people never learn, though? You see all these videos on YouTube and Twitter and stuff. How do you not learn of not adults to be grabbing that, I hope that chick, kids. I hope that chick that he gave his ball to she didn't even gives care. him Kaksaki. The... <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah, the woman didn't even care. Like, yeah. woman, she was on her phone. The guy gave him a ball. She's like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. she didn't even care. He was he was working it hard. There's someone on the phone. Our screener doesn't work. 
All right. Who's answering the phone for us? Do we know who it is? I don't even know. Let's go with it. Hey, now. Hello? Yes, sir. Um, this is Doug from North Syracuse. Hey, Doug, what's up? Yeah. What's hey, going Doug, on, Doug? What's you're up? on, buddy. I'm sorry about that, boys. I just wanted to put a quick little bit of sports news out there about some uh, ex-Syracuse lacrosse oh, players. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Go ahead. Bring it home, babe. Tell us. So what? <laughs> Go ahead. In the World Games that just finished, Joel White and John Galloway played on Team USA who beat Canada with one second left to go in the game, 9-8. to eight. Super incredible game. 46 countries participated. Randy Stats, um, the Bobberry brothers, and a few other ex-Syracuse One second played. left in the game, and they 8-8 uh, eight, eight nodded up, and he scores the ninth goal? You bet you, buddy. That's not a so what, man. That's big. <laughs> That's big. That's big. That's big. It's big and Doug's big. I, think, big I think Doug's got a, like, uh, I got it. Oh, I right. think, jeez. <laughs> I think Doug's got, like, a, a a jammer that blocks our, our screen. Our screen, because so it doesn't show when he comes up. And talk lacrosse. Yeah. Oh, for God. All right, back to Syracuse news that you probably care about. <laughs> <laughs> How Sorry, dare you? No offense. How dare you? Carmelo Anthony is expected to sign with the Houston Rockets. <laughs> That's a surprise. That's a shocker. I don't know. It just says he'll be going to his 16th season. He's leaving the Thunder and expected to sign with the Houston Rockets. Well, you know, a guy plays that long and you start to realize, you know, what are your chances of actually winning a title? Mm-hmm. This is it. This is the, 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 he's got two years left at best. Probably, if they, uh, you know what? If he went to him and they won a title, he might retire right after the title. He might. You know, what a way to go out in a blaze of glory. Um, I think. Listen, they were. There's a couple things that no one's that no one seems to talk that much about. Although it got a, a little bit of attention, so this is definitely not a so what. And I'll tell you why. Houston took them to seven games. The team Cleveland got killed. There's not really a lot of people. We'll see what Boston does when they're healthy and whether Philadelphia can mature. But Houston took them to seven games and they played terribly without their probably second best player in the lineup. And besides a really bad shooting second half in Game 7. But don't forget something else. The Pacers took Cleveland to seven games. The Pacers are no joke either. They're a pretty good team. Yeah. And and so they've got Boston coming in. The, pay, the Pacers are, pr- are pretty solid. And I, don't, I think the Pacers and Boston are both better than the Lakers right now. Definitely. I, yeah. th- I think they're both better. And, and, and so is Philly, probably. Oh, yeah. So... so so there's some teams coming up in the East, but Houston's the real deal. I mean, if if Paul stays healthy and Carmelo scores 12 a game, you know, and 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 eight rebounds, watch out. They can easily beat him. And Kevin Durant is not going to stay on that team after this year. No, he's done. He's out of Golden State. Watch him go to the Lakers. Watch that be the one. Kawhi doesn't want to play there, and they get Kevin Durant to go play with LeBron and destroy Curry. Good. That would be so stay great. away from New York. Well, you want him out? You don't want him in New York? Kevin no, Durant? no. I want. I'd it? rather have Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler than that Kevin Durant. Dumbest take I've ever heard. You would rather have Kyrie Irving than Kevin Durant? Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler than Kevin Durant because they're both going to come here. Are they? His sources have told wow. him. You People are some- saying they want to team up. <laughs> Neil's very. In, he's in touch with a lot of people. Are you? Yes. Uh, are you still shooting a movie with Jean Claude Van Damme? That's not until uh, sometime in September, and it's like two days. Yeah. I got a knock. I said, why? What's he got? Because the producer 
or the director of the movie uh, Street Fighter said he was so coked out of his mind during <laughs> that movie. Wow. Like he was just constantly snorting an estimated $10,000 worth of coke a week during oh the filming. God. Holy well, cow. you know, you know, uh, both of those guys from I, I've done a lot of. Uh, this is another thing that was really funny. Uh, they said uh, on the Levitard thing, uh, there was something about. I said, let's do it. Let's have a steel cage match. And they mm-hmm. said Daniel Baldwin has never had a fight in his life. One of the things that, uh, in in speaking with my brothers and other actors I know, for a run from the time I was about thirty till I was about forty five. I did almost all my own stunts, or I would never take the the mm-hmm. the, the money or the or the bread out of a, my stunt doubles family's mouths. So I would say, okay, let him do it first. He would show me how to do it, but and then I would take a shot at it too. So at least you could sh- use some footage. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do it as well as they do with their pros, but I got pretty good at certain stuff. Um, you'd be surprised at 42 years old what it's like to jump out of a car 20 miles an hour and tumble down the street and get up and shoot and blah. that those types of things now I really wish I had never done them because stuff that athletes talk about happened while they played at 30 uh you know but but at 40 plus when you do stuff that you break a bone or you do so it doesn't come back the same way anymore so uh um Van Damme and Seagal were notorious for for it's called clipping for clipping stunt doubles. Uh, so you know they yeah you know he throws the kick right up and oops caught him in the side of the face <laughs> or oops dropped and broke mm-hmm. his nose knocked a tooth out. I mean you can get really really hurt. Nick Nolte knocked two of my teeth out right out of my jaw, snapped him out of my oh. my head by kneeing me in the face, and he missed. He, his foot slipped, and he planted his knee in my face. <laughs> and I looked up, and it was like the third time he had hurt me, and I went, okay, man, one more, one more time, and I'm coming off the canvas. I'm going to knock you out. Um, you want to go to break again? Yeah, my kicker story, it might take some time if you want to go into it after this. Let's go to break but- and come back with a little more so what? Orange Nation, noon to 2, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back, and uh, Josh, you got another uh, last... uh... So my kicker story for uh, the, the the what the hell's the segment we so do? What? So what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's the segment we do? I figured it would take a little bit of time. So <laughs> Billboard has released its annual music money makers list, which ranks the 50 artists who raked in the most money last year. Any guesses to whom I'm guessing one is? Tom Petty because he died. I'm gonna say uh, my future ex nephew in law, Justin Bieber. Go ahead, you. Uh, I'll say Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper? All right, well, Justin didn't make the list in the top 20. Tom Petty was at number 11 with $23.4 million. Number one highest earning... Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Who's the rapper kid that's on like got six hits in the, from Baldwinsville? Oh, oh, that's Post Malone. Post Malone? Post Malone? No. Is he in there? that. Did not make the list. Not um, the top 20. How? I am going to guess... Uh, is it like someone real old? It's a it's a group that's been around for a really long time. Okay, so it's either the Ro- the Beatles, Pearl Jam. Nope, not the Beatles. The Rolling Stones. Um, nope. Is All it, right, go ahead. Is it Ab- Abba. <laughs> Number one at fifty four point four million dollars is Van Halen. U two. 
You too. Wow. Number two, Garth Brooks at fifty-two point two million dollars. Sakes. <laughs> what has he ever? How, who He's is doing these his albums? You know what he had? He had the uh, his fifty years of crap compilation come out. So I'm thinking that's probably where he made all his money. He had a huge box set sales. Is he with? Is he the one married to Faith Hill still? Is no, he still no. married? He's married to Trisha Yearwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Same difference. Number three, Metallica. <laughs> Number four, Bruno Mars. Number five, Ed Sheeran. Oh, that's right. I knew Ed Sheeran. I just saw a thing that he made some ridiculous amount of money this year. And still, at number seven, I think he plays like three dates a year. Billy Joel made $29 million in touring and U.S. sales last year. Wow. Long Island's own Billy people, Joel. People buy his his music off of like iTunes and stuff because I, I don't have it anymore. I have it right on my phone. The CDs go bye-bye, so you got to pay for them again. It's well worth it for Billy Joel. Every cent of it. <laughs> great story, Josh. Yeah, that's a great any, story, Josh. Any like, rappers on that list? Yeah, but it's not people that I really even know Who's about. Who's the first rapper that comes up? First rap, well, Bruno Mars is number four, but I guess he's, he's not, not really a rapper. rapper. He's not a rapper. rapper. Number 12 is The Weeknd, oh. and number 13 is Kendrick Lamar. Yes, okay. I know that dude. You jammed to those there, Forrest? Yeah, I listen to Kendrick Lamar. Where's Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, for, for God's sake? Jay-Z made $19.8 million, but he became the, the president of uh, Def Jam. Now, this is by record sales and touring, correct? <clears throat> so they break it down. If you look at, like, uh, like so number one is U2. So number one made $1.1 million in record sales, uh-huh. made 705000 in publishing, meaning, like, commercial use and whatever, right? Right. They made... The majority of their money, $52 million touring. And I think that's a, that's telling to where the music industry is now. All these bands make money on the road. Which is so interesting because I remember I was on an elevator at, uh, I'm trying to think, it was a very small boutique hotel in New York, and Steven Tyler got on the elevator, mm-hmm. and he just looked so tired. It was probably 7 o'clock at night. And I know Steven, and I said to him, what's happening, bro? And he goes, nothing, man. I'm so tired. He goes, you know... When I started in this business, I just wanted to sing and I wanted to make music. He said, now, every time we make an album, he goes, it used to be you didn't really make a lot of money on the tour. Mm -hmm. You went on the tour to promote the album and see what singles were going to take off. Right. And then, you know, maybe we shot a single video or an MTV kind of thing for that song that was taking off. But we didn't. He goes, now... We have to make an entire movie, pretty yeah. much, for every single song before it comes out to be prepared for which one he goes. And the songs don't even have to be that great anymore, as long as the video's really cool, because MTV and VH1 have changed the market so much. He goes, I don't want to be an actor. He goes, yeah. I don't want to get with the chick on the motorcycle and ride and walk in the bar and start the fight and blah, blah. He goes, I just want to make songs. He goes, yeah. I'm exhausted from doing this. And, and and so you know when they when they make an album before they let it go, they write like thirty songs to trim it down to twelve or fourteen or whatever, and then they got to make a video for every one of those songs to get it out and to be re- to, to be ready. Yeah, and you, then they got to tour. YouTube's made that even worse because those Vimos you got they they have a video for every song. The Vimeos, yeah, 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 yeah. they're called. Yeah, they'll put Vimos. them out there for everything. Captain Vimo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. Almost 50. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Age shaming. He's age shaming. Yeah. He what does that make me feel like at 57? I know. I'm terrifying. You got to get one more break. Yeah, you want to come back and talk about, like, so, so there's this, the basketball tournament they're doing right now with the, with Bayheim's Army. 
it ends in a weird way. Like the game. Yeah, yeah. Let's end go. In a let's go over way. that because it's very strange how they're doing it. It's ESPN Radio. The commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, is here. I think we've made real progress on pace this year. The mound visit rule has been well-received, and it has saved us about five minutes per game. The games are a little shorter. We have really competitive people trying to win every single day. You know, you get the next smartest guy. He's got the new idea, the better analysis, the data, whatever, and it drives change on the field. Golick and Wingo, weekdays 6 to 10 on ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. What else you got? I'm just going through this tournament, uh, the TBT, TBT, if you will. Beheim's Army has advanced to, I don't, it's not the Sweet 16, but it's the 16, whatever it's called. They'll play the Armored Athletes on Saturday at 1 o'clock, which is a players from all over the place, St. Bonaventure, Holy Cross, etc., but uh, they're doing pretty well to make it this far, and they're all going to split two million dollars. It breaks down to one hundred eighty thousand apiece. So, so Bayheim's army are all former SU players. Yeah, you don't have to be like it can't. You don't need to be like here's all former Duke players. You can make it whatever you want. But okay. ours happens to be all I former SU guys. Right. Okay. So the team they're going to play from St. Bonnie's and all these other schools. They just went out there and tried to grab whatever guys. Did you say there's a bunch of those just hodgepodge teams? Yeah. And the teams that tend to do better are teams of that are grouped together as, you know, former players. But from the same team, you mean? Yeah. They have some pride. They have some pride. I like that. I, like <laughs> I think it's pride. cool, but the way the games end, I really like because you I hate nothing more than the end of a college hoops game and they just drag it out for five hours. Well, I would never want it in college sports. You wouldn't? No. Oh. Hmm. I like how they just they they well, well, turn the gas on. Yeah. So go ahead and explain. So what they do is they add set uh, at the four minute mark. They add seven to the team's winning the winning team score of seven. So hmm. so if you're up fifty to forty, you have to score fifty seven points to win. So whoever gets to fifty seven first. So with four wins. minutes left in the game, the team that is leading. Gets seven additional points. They don't actually get the points. No. It's, so if they, if it's like he said, if it's fifty to forty, then the goal is whoever reaches fifty-seven yeah, first. Yeah. So the team, one team has to hit seven, and the other team has to hit seventeen. Right. To win. And right. But it cuts down on all the timeouts and the fouling and all that. I like that. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I, hate, I hate the end of the... Drop now, it immediately. Mr. Sebelia doesn't like it. There's been plenty of hoops that has been, have, have been decided by all that fouling and free throw stuff, but I hate it. Drags on forever. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of... I, I like when someone figures out a way to um, strategize within the rules. The team... The, the, the sport has to grow with it. Like, I like the fact that now they call intentional fouls, you know, and they say, or that's a flagrant foul. When you're obviously stopping a guy who's got a breakaway basket and you grab him, you should get a foul and the ball. You know what I mean? Like, you should get certain things that they've added on and they've changed. This is um, a gimmicky game, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, when you can kick the ball off the net and return it, <laughs> we do the, like that's to to make it exciting to make it so this is a legit way to try to speed up play um you know that 
baseball with a pitch clock, you know, and all this different stuff. I mean, he used to go, whatever happened to Mark Fidrich? Do you remember Mark Fidrich? That's from 200 years ago. <laughs> do, do you remember the bird? Yes. Do you remember? Fidrich would talk to the ball behind mm-hmm. the mound. There was a guy named Al Roboski who used to go behind the mound and he'd pound the ball into his glove and then turn around and stare down the batter and come in. I mean, there was there was more showmanship involved. A pitch clock baseball is supposed to be really boring and long. That's baseball. I, I think this takes the the chance of coming back out of the game. You know oh, I mean? so you're like, saying that it gives the, the, the yeah. already winning team a chance. Yeah. Well, play better in the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, but think about it. If if it's within three or four points and you do that, then you got to outscore them by three or four points. But I, I'm sure it's done to expedite the speed of play. And Back tomorrow, of course, uh, and then, again, Daniel's out of town for a few days, and then you, you just... You guys are... You guys are... You guys are going global. You're heading down with it. Now, does the great one come with you to Philly? No, no. no. It's just, just Paulie and I for the next three days together. Well, three days you got to go down there. Yeah. So what do you do with the, with the morning show? It's off. It's off? You're yeah. not going to do it from down there? No. Why wouldn't you have Cody in here and you guys go down there? We're going, to, do a podca- we're going to a podcast convention. we got to go. So be so, so many hot so he- there. So here's how that played out. So I go into Ed and tell him that we should really be podcasting the ESPN show. And, blah, blah, and Ed goes, uh, podcast, podcast. Then Ed turns around and calls, I, evidently, his next-door neighbor, uh, the, the next-door neighbor's son, is really savvy. He actually buys my brother Alex's show. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a buyer-seller of podcast stuff. And he gets out on the phone and says, oh, no, Baldwin's right. There's a lot of dough in this. There's, you know, Rome does his show and makes a... I think, I think the numbers he was quoting to us were uh, um, Kornhauser makes, you know, like three million a year or something. And Ed went, really? There's yeah. that much? Now you guys are going down to Philly. Mm. Once again, to steal my ideas here we're at ESPN. We're going on behalf of you. Yeah. Are, you going, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going down there to bring it all back to me? Yes. I love Symposium. We're meeting, we're meeting with the ESPN podcasting <sighs> guy while we're down there. We're going to get wow. you in, Tom. Wow. You, you go golf and look pretty, Mr. Hollywood. We'll go do the... Uh, wow. <laughs> as far as going, is he going to be the driver? He's got too many Can dates. I just bring something up? Do I have another yeah. 30 seconds? Uh, I can yes. bring this yeah, up. Yeah, you might okay. as well... So, 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 <laughs> so, 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 let me just tell you something. Oh, that you don't, you don't know. This is great. We're going to tease Wait. into this. So, remember the girl who cut Forrest's hair? Smoke yeah. show. Okay. So ten. She cuts Forrest's hair. Yeah. I bring her in. We ask uh, to sports have her clips. Cu- sports clips. What was your name? I don't remember. Oh, don't lie. I don't remember. Really Haley. pretty girl. I feel Haley. like Haley. I know Haley. 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 So so Haley turns around. I bring her in to cut my nephew's hair. Yeah. So she comes in. She cuts Granger's hair. She texts me oh, and says. Hey, by the way, thanks so much for having me in again. That was really great fun. You might want to teach Forrest how to drive. So I write her back, what do you mean, Forrest how to drive? She goes, he hit my car in the parking lot. I you bumped her. You hit her car? I bumped her. I bumped her. It you wasn't hit, a hit. There was absolutely no damage whatsoever. You hit pre- How'd you hit I it? How'd you bump her. it? Okay. I know how he I hit was it. Be- did you yeah. see it? No, I know. I know what you did. I you backed were, out. You were putting on a show. For yeah, the you, were doing, you were doing you were the cool. Back, you got the window no. down. I didn't even know she was there. I didn't even see her. I was backing out of where I parked. I didn't even see her. It must have been a thing where we were both backing out at the same time. She wasn't moving. You her. hit her. I bumped Any her. Any damage? She wasn't moving. No, no she wasn't moving. Why are you no making her moving? Yeah. The most she wasn't moving. She laid it all out for me. I apologize. You hit her. 
I, I admit, I bumped her. Okay. I $10,000 Does damage. bump sound better than hit than you hit her have, vehicle? Did you I have shades her. on? No, I had my glasses on. I, I got out. I asked her if she was okay. I, think, I apologize. I think she's traumatized. Did you have the music on? I smell a lawsuit. I'm gonna <laughs> Let's Whiplash. get her in. Let's get her in here. We'll get her in a neck brace. Whiplash. And come in and we'll get Forrest to testify. I got she's, a lawyer. She's I, got I'm a pinch nerve. I'm not scared. He's not, look at him. Wow, he's lawyering <laughs> up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Haley pinch nerve will never cut hair again. What, how do you I feel wow. like? I knew she was going to say something. She's got a big mouth. Oh! Oh my God! Oh, of course she's you safe. Drive, you drive like you hit her. Oh, you hit her and you blame her. Listen, no, I just th- we know you want something. a bumper, but you hit her. Oh. Hit it, you oh. dumbass! I know. Look at him. He, now her, he's insulting the fault. victim. I, yeah, I apologize. I asked her if she was okay. There was absolutely no damage. Okay, let whatsoever. me ask you a question. Who caused the accident? I did. There I admitted go. to it. There you go. I bumped her. There you go. I bumped her. What is this bumped her? Because There's I no barely such term. hit the car. You hit her. That's what you did. You hit her. Full you didn't speed. bump her. I think it wasn't, no. it wasn't a love tap. There was tap. no damage it wasn't whatsoever. A love tap. Oh, I, sm- I didn't punch him in the face. I smacked him in the face. So did you hit him? No, I smacked him. You, you didn't bump her. You hit her. I said I was sorry. You hit her. You caused I damage. I said I was sorry. You caused damage. I apologized to her. You caused damage. And now you've called you, her you names. You called her names, too. Stupid. I said she, what? I said she had a big mouth. Oh. She does. Wow. I knew that broad couldn't keep her mouth shut. That's right. <laughs> I knew she'd, she'd bump and tail. <laughs> All right. See you guys tomorrow.